This is Eric Campbell. You can find me at ericcampbell.com. This is Brian Walker with Image Armor Pretreatment and Inks. Johnny Shell with SGIA. Scott Fresner with T-Biz and Network International. And you're listening to Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Terry Combs and Aaron Montgomery. If you're not listening, you're missing out. All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, October 29th, 2021, two days before Halloween. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. Terry, today we uh, got a a recommendation, a suggestion from one of the regulators and said, hey, have you guys ever done a show about DTF? And I said, no, we have not. And uh, I said, but I know a guy. I know the guy, right? The man, the myth, the legend. So we're going to have Todd Downing joining us here in just a moment. And uh, he's going to share with us some of the myths and the realities of, of DTF printing. It's it's all the rage, right, Jerry? Oh, man, it's all you hear about now. And I'm going to say, uh, you know, eight, ten months ago, I didn't I'd never heard of DTF printing. So <laughs> here we are. Yeah, a show yeah. about it. Definitely. Definitely. And Todd's been very immersed in it. Uh creates transfers as a, as a service. So we'll talk all about that stuff and, and really has, you know, done the testing, put in the hours, put in the time, put in the, the money too. I, I, he'll share with us probably when we get a little bit further into the show, but, uh, so we don't have to, that's right. So we don't have to exactly. Um, so we're excited to have Todd on here. The other thing I wanted to, uh, mention here, Terry at the top is, uh, I, you know how I know when we need to create some new, uh, intro, (laughs) <laughs> this is not when, the dad joke by the way <laughs> when you uh when you hear someone say i'm with this company and they aren't anymore <laughs> <laughs> well there there is that part too but the fact that i'm uh actually saying everybody's line as we're doing it before oh. they even say it i mean it's like i've got it down i don't know so, if these guys are that regular <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> you say it exactly right too <laughs> so yes uh, it's time we got to get back out there we got to get back out to the the shows and stuff and uh recorder in hand and uh, digital recorder in hand take this card and go stand in the corner and if you mess up just just start over again (laughs) yeah yeah for sure all right well terry share uh before we get to todd here a couple uh quick news items we're we're in reggie season so uh talk to us about that Absolutely. Uh, the Reggie Award nominations uh, are, are happening now. We've got about 60 nominations so far. So if you'd like to go in and nominate uh, someone or a company, there are 10 categories to nominate in. Uh, go to two, the number two, regularguys.com slash Reggie's. And uh, I'm sure it's up on the screen there. There it is. And uh, uh, the deadline for nominations is November 11th at 5 p.m. Central Time, Center of the Universe Time, per Aaron. (laughs) How about you, Aaron? Do you have uh, any news items? Yeah, a couple quick, uh, at least one quick news item. um, And then we'll say hello to all the regulators checking in. Thanks for looking looking at all the comments and stuff. So I appreciate everybody being here. But uh, real quick, Graphics Pro Expo Charlotte has uh, kicked off. In fact, yeah, it's it's in full swing by now, I think. Yeah, so it'd be 11 o'clock there. Yep, definitely. Right. Uh, show floor is open. So maybe you're catching this from the show floor, hopefully. And uh, you can report back and let us know how that's going. But uh, it kicks off today. It's as far as I know, Terry, uh, and, and if 
if I'm wrong, please let us know. Info at two regular guys.com. This is the last industry trade show of the year that we're aware of. So uh, absolutely. Um, we we're on hiatus until uh, late January for impressions expo in Long Beach, California. So me and, 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 you know, Aaron, we would love to hear anybody who's there to give us a little uh, report on the show. And since none, none of us, uh, you, you or myself or Eric will be there. Love to love to hear a little, uh, little report on on how it's going there charlotte yeah, show it, you know in the past was always a really great show yes yes it, it uh has has always traditionally been a good show i've been there several times and uh charlotte's a fun city as well so uh you know lots to do there so yeah they they uh just reading off of their website so you guys kind of get to an understanding of what's going on if you haven't been to one of the graphics pro shows is you know, they, they uh, say, come to see new products, learn new techniques, meet industry experts, connect with suppliers and network with peers at the Graphics Pro Expo. So I wanted to kind of do that commercial style. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Not all the industry experts, but some yeah, of them. Some, some. Connect with <laughs> some industry experts. No, um, awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, take a look at some of the comments. We'll start right here with Jay. He says, breaking news. The regulators really want to know what costumes you will both be wearing for Halloween. So, Terry, what costume will you be wearing? I, I'm uh, my plan is to sit in my driveway with a beer and a big old bowl of candy to pass out. So I don't know that I, I'll, I'll probably I do have my my black uh, t-shirt with the uh, with the hockey mask on it. Uh, I'll probably wear that. How about okay. you? Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a, yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I've not uh, not kind of done that. We we went all out for our son this year. He wanted to be the wrestler Roman Reigns, and uh, so we we've uh, worked hard on getting him all set up. But uh, Kylie and I did not uh, plan anything this year. I'm a uh, I've got a, a shirt that we actually Kylie actually offers on her website at weheart.biz that says uh, "Costume Not Found 404 Air." So I may, <laughs> I, may uh, I may wear that. So <laughs> unfortunately, not uh, not great news there, Jay. We're not all all out this time. So <laughs> yeah. I, I have in the past. I used to really get into it, you know. And when I when I worked in a regular office, you know, always dress up to go go to uh, yeah uh, go to work in a costume. But you know, yeah. the the one I get the greatest reaction to, and I don't know if you guys remember this commercial from a few years ago. I just had a thought bubble above my head, and it said, "I'm thinking Arby's." <laughs> 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 nice uh that's a good one my, still my favorite of all time was when you showed up at u.s screen as flavor flav so that was good Flavor flavor flav was fun uh, i did uh did see my uh leopard skin high-heeled uh shoes uh when i was going through some boxes in the garage recently <laughs> <laughs> a comment you don't hear often from two regular guys <laughs> All right. Well, Dale says, so Terry is going as Bubba J. So uh, there you go. Um, Todd says, you could be Macho Man and she could be Miss Elizabeth. Keep the wrestling theme. That's a great idea. See if I, I not sure if I could pull off Macho Man before Sunday, though. I, I guess I just need to go buy a box of Slim Jims and I can just be an old, uh, old Macho Man that's not dressed. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else we got here. I got to go back a little bit. So uh, we've got... Uh, Eric, we're going in the Wayback Machine here. Gusta checking in from Sweden. Uh, and Richard, good morning to you. And thanks for being here, Mary. I almost said Carol, but that's Mary's last name. <laughs> and good morning, Jerry and Ramona. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks to Eric for being in the comments as usual. And uh, Bevy Jean is here to learn more. So we're excited right. to, to have you here. Um, got Martha and Mo and 
man, we got everybody checking in. And even Todd in the comments while he's waiting to come on, he's, <laughs> he's pulling double duty here. He's, uh, and now he's got something nominated. to say and we don't have him on screen yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, make sure we get that. Let's see here. Um, oh, and then David Gross checking in. Happy Spooky Friday. Yes, the Friday before Happy Halloween. Friday. I would guess if anybody is going into an office, today would be the day that people would be dressing up. So um, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing all the pictures on social media of the it, creative costumes. It is All Hallows Eve Eve. So <laughs> All Hallows Eve Eve, yes. And then... Uh, <laughs> Oh, Sheila checking in. Sheila, our guest from last week. So uh, we didn't run her off. We didn't scare her off. That's good. She's still hanging in. <laughs> and... well, Eric didn't tell her to log out. She's been sitting here waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> waiting the whole time. Uh, nice. All right. Well, we've got lots of people checking in. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Josh Hester is checking in. He says, thanks, you guys, for doing this. And and Josh, we want to just thank you for the suggestion. Uh, regulators, we're always looking for that. Josh just reached out to us on social media. I think he found me or, or two regular guys on Facebook. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but uh, info at two regular guys is a great email address for us as well. And uh, so if you guys have suggestions or things you'd like to learn more about, um, let us know. We're, we'll go out and find the guests. We actually have some pretty cool stuff coming up. Um, don't have a confirmed date yet, but uh, we are going to get some representatives of Color Real. For those embroidery folks out there, you may know what that is. Um, we won't get into it, but uh, that we may have them coming on. We've been efforting since the beginning of September to, to track them down. So um, looking forward to that stuff and other great shows coming up, but we need your suggestions. So uh, exactly right. Appreciate all that. Um, so Aaron, before we jump in, we want to thank everybody for checking out the two regular guys. And as you said, we're looking for guests. So if you'd like to come on the show or you have a recommendation, you can go to calendly.com forward slash two, the number two regular guys and uh, share your show ideas. So that, of course, as always, Eric has it instantly on the screen. And if you are listening to the podcast version of the show, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys with all your industry friends right now. So they can become regulators too. have them jump onto Facebook and join us. And uh, we would appreciate you giving us a review. It's really important to us to get reviews out there on Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon podcast, wherever you do your podcast listening. And if you're watching us live right now, please join in. And uh, uh, I'm sure that Todd would be happy to answer your questions. And uh, and uh, we're just about ready to to kick this off. Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, I was giggling while you started there, Terry, because uh, Letty's comment here, she said, "Woo, I made it. I like dad jokes because that's how I roll. E-Y-E, <laughs> <laughs> roll. Nice. Um, wow, and, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just uh, for those of you that are regular listeners here, uh, you may notice that we're a little out of order. We are not going to miss the dad joke, so uh, no worries about that. Stay tuned. Um, we actually uh, are going to turn the dad joke over to Todd this week because Todd is a dad of, I think, about 25 or 30. I can't remember the, <laughs> the number. No, he, he, he's got wonderful kids and uh, and some wonderful dad jokes. So we said, you know what? Todd's here. Let's get a dad joke from Todd. So we're excited. Well, you know, you know, Aaron, uh, I, uh, I, when I was putting this outline together last week, I remember sending a message saying, I I'm assuming that Todd will be doing the dad joke this week. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. So, uh, um, yes, we're, we're excited. Todd's got a good one ready for us. So, uh, be, be ready, but, uh, real quick, let's hear a word from our success group about a webinar that's out and, uh, 
limited time. It's going to be coming down here relatively soon. So check this out. Hi, small business owners. Our success group has just released a new webinar that will really help you set up the right foundation for success. A good foundation is so important because it helps us make better decisions when faced with a challenge, create more profit, and get your time back. Sign up for the 30-minute on-demand webinar, Five Proven Foundations Every Small Business Needs at rsuccessgroup.com forward slash proven. You will learn what foundations you need to focus on to grow your business. Go to rsuccessgroup.com forward slash proven, P-R-O-V-E-N, to sign up for this no-charge webinar today. It's only available for a limited time, so don't miss out. Boom. All right. Well, check that out. <laughs> I, I've, I've got to uh, work on those abrupt stops, but that's okay. It, uh, <laughs> it's fun. So rsuccessgroup.com forward slash proven. Check that out. All right, Terry, I know people are jonesing for that dad joke. So let's get Todd in here. We want to welcome to the show Todd Downing from Fat Dad Custom Wholesale and our success group. Uh, starting with a simple vinyl decal business in 2007, his business has grown to include eco-solid printing, HTV transfers, team sales, and now DTF transfer printing. He is also an online community mentor that strives to help others see how to move their businesses forward in a realistic fashion. Welcome into the show, Todd. How are you doing today? My man, what's going on today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is here. He is ready. Well, Todd, come on. It's dad joke time. Let's not waste any more time. The floor is yours. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill this one. I'm telling you. All right. So what do you call a naughty lamb dressed up like a skeleton for Halloween? I do not know. Mad to the bone. <laughs> oh, it's even Halloween themed. I, I love it. All right. Here, yeah. and, then, and now that song is in my head. Bad to the bone. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Dad joke. We can call it a show. Uh, are we no okay terry i guess let's keep it going <laughs> hey hey todd uh, as i was mentioning you know eight ten months ago i'd never even heard of dtf printing so start us off by talking about your journey into dtf uh, when did it start what's the process been like for you well you know prior to last summer dtf had a completely different meaning to me you know and so here in this i'm like uh what the hell is everybody talking about Let, let's see what we can dive into this uh, and i heard it called both direct to film printing and direct transfer printing there there was a lot of a lot of information flowing out there uh, it was a, this new technology where people were printing full color transfers in house with converted printers um, now, after a few months of researching, uh, I found a U.S. company that I, that I was happy with uh, because let me tell you, if you're looking into getting into DTF printing, uh, there is a lot of shady, a lot of shady stuff going on uh, out there because it is so new. Right? There, there was a lot of people getting taken advantage of. There was a lot of bad equipment, a lot of bad ink, a lot of bad film. There's just a lot of bad things out there. So you really need to do your research on this. So I found a U.S. company I was happy with. Uh, I placed my order for printer and supplies and said, okay. Uh, let's see what we can do. So it took me a good three months and easily over a thousand dollars in supplies to learn each step of the process uh, because it's different. You know, you print and then you got to print and then you get a cure and then you're, you know, you're trying to get your settings right. There's a lot that goes into it. Uh, and so it was a good three months before I felt real comfortable and confident in that final product that we were producing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and you spent not only the three months of time, right. And you had all that, uh, those supplies and stuff. And so, yeah, I think, like you said, it's just so new that there's a lot of unknowns and I've, I've always said, and I think I've already said this on this show before, definitely to you, both of you guys, you know, this kind of reminds me of the time when DTG printing was first coming into the market where there was, uh, you know, it was a crazy free for all in certain, <laughs> certain times, you know, <laughs> I mean, the stuff that was out there is like, Oh my goodness, people really are, are doing this. <laughs> you remember that Terry? <laughs> oh, heck yeah. And, 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 uh, I remember, uh, Scott handing, uh, handing, uh, white ink to Wade Rowan, who was one of our techs at us screen saying, Hey, uh, see if you can make this work. <laughs> <laughs> and he went into the laboratory. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so white ink has always been the, the dearth of these digital uh, printing right. deals. And, and we can get into a little bit more of that later. So a couple of quick comments from the regulators here. Uh, Corey said uh, first, sorry, I got him a drink with the double espresso shot in it this morning. So he's, he's fired up. Um, and then I don't know, Todd, if we're going to touch on this later or not, but I'll put it up there and then you can tell me if we want to just move it and cover that later. But Jerry said, what's the difference from DTF and screen printing? Yeah, we can talk about that now. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's hit that then first. Yeah, easily. You know, the, the easiest thing is one's using screen print ink and, and one's using, you know, um, not screen print ink. I, you're <laughs> to the screen printing side of it, you're going to create that, uh, you're going to go through that whole process just like you would do a screen print shirt, right? But instead of putting it on the shirt, you're going to put it on the paper, add some, uh, the adhesive to it, turn it into a transfer that you can press. Kind of same process with the DTF, only you're not creating um, that, uh, you're not, you're not creating, what the hell is that called? Uh, you know, the thing, separation. Yeah, it's because screened. I'm a screen printer. Yeah. <laughs> I go to a screen printer to get screen prints done because I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't want to mess with it. And, and that's the big thing is, where this is all contained, all your colors in there, you can create everything with it, with screen print. You know, if you want a three color, you're picking three colors off the shelf, you're mixing it, you're doing that with it. Um, yeah. As far as, as how I feel about it, I still believe screen print is superior. Uh, I think, as we'll talk later on, you know, everybody says, you know, oh, DTF's going to kill this. It's not. You know, they're just feeding you <laughs> a line like of DTG crap. DTG was supposed to kill yeah. screen print, too. DTG's going to kill it. Sublimation's going to kill it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's you know, that's their job is to sell you on why this is the, the greatest thing. But, you know, each one has its place. And we'll talk more about that. Yeah, for sure. If you would like to learn how to screen print next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, <laughs> I'll be in Chicago at atlasscreensupply.com. <laughs> yeah. Just a journey up I-80 or I-88. And there's a lovely hotel close by you can stay at. <laughs> there you go. I love it. All right, Todd. Well, let's, so I guess the thing that I've enjoyed kind of watching and learning from you, because I can get the inside scoop a lot of times is, you know, when you got started, there were certainly some challenges, you know, you said three months, thousand dollars in supplies, all, all that stuff. So what, what was the thing that stands out as like, kind of, it was different than what you were expecting it, you know, kind of that big surprise. You're like, Oh, I didn't really expect this to be the challenge or the the solution or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I was talking with Corey this morning about it and this is the DTF printing is totally like my marriage, a whole lot of bad decisions with zero regret. I mean, you just, you know, you're going to get into this and things are going to happen. Uh, you know, I spent months researching everything I could about the process, you know, the printers that worked with it, who was getting ink. Uh, the biggest thing is color matching. You know, if you know anything about trying to match colors, it is a giant pain to do. And when there's not profiles built, you're doing a lot of it yourself. 
So you're going to go through a lot of samples to get that right, because when you're producing things for people, they expect it to be a certain color. Uh, and going from the eco-solvent side where, oh, I can just hit, here's my media and here's my profile and magically it looks the same. That's not the case with this. Uh, so I knew going into it, I was going to have that issue, but I didn't expect it to be such a giant issue. Um, you know, I did find out, you know, fairly quickly that, that if you're not using these in, in constant use, you're going to have issues fast uh, because these printers are not made for it. You know, the, the desktop converted printers are not made for this ink, certainly not made for the white ink. And if anybody has had any experience with white ink, it is the devil. And, and that's just where we're going to go with it. <laughs> Titanium uh, dioxide. It uh, not made to go through printheads. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. So, so Todd, we've got, I mean, uh, to the point where someone says, what's the difference in instant screen printing? So uh, most people are still not familiar with the uh, direct to film. And, and I mean, you know, I talk to people every day who go, what is that? Because, you know, not a lot of trade shows. So we're not walking around going, well, who, what are they doing over there? That's, that's super cool. So, so what's the process? Talk to us about creating a DTF transfer. Yeah. So the short story is you're taking a printer and you're printing on a film in reverse. Uh, you let that ink set up a little, you're going to add an adhesive powder to it. You're going to cure that. And now you have a ready to press transfer. That's it. That, that's a short version of it. Now, long version, uh, I use Epson P600s uh, to print on film that we cure using the manual method, uh, which if you're not using an enclosed area, like say a sandblast cabinet, um, you're going to get this adhesive powder everywhere. All right. It, it's just, it is going to be everywhere. You're going to find it for months on end. You're going to think you cleaned it and you're going to find it. It's just, it's a mess. It is a complete mess. Uh, now, when it comes to curing, you have a few options. Uh, you can cure with a heat press. You can cure in an oven. Uh, you can even use a tunnel dryer for it. As far as types of films, uh, there's two types of films that you're able to print with. There's a cold peel and then a hot peel. Uh, now, I wouldn't say one is better than the other. Uh, it's just more of a, a personal preference. I, I like the hot peel. And even the hot peel isn't necessarily a hot peel. Uh, there's still, you know, a, a wait time of three to five seconds. What I tell people is, here, just set it, go to the next one, and then you can pack your peel and, and you're fine with it. Now, these transfers can apply to cottons and polys and blends and a lot more. Uh, we did a, a test a, a few Tuesdays ago on Tuesday with Todd where we were able to press the wood, we were to press the paper, and we had no issues at all would not press the tile because there's nowhere for it to go. It just slid off of it. But uh, we're constantly seeing what can it press to and what can it not press to. Yep. Yep. Awesome. You, you know, Todd, when you when you said that, here's a short answer. Then I'm thinking Lee Corso on college game, game day. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, I mean, you know, when so you've got the process there and and sounds like there's some steps, you know, the, the adhesive powder. That, that's an interesting uh you know, that would be de definitely something that I wouldn't think about before getting into this. Right. And honestly, again, and I, uh, maybe it's just because it's what I know, but it totally takes me back to my time of being involved with the early DTG stuff where people are like, Oh, pre-treatment. Yeah, no big deal. But then found out pre-treatment got everywhere. It was a mess. It was sticky. It was <laughs> the challenging part of the process. So I'm guessing the adhesive part is definitely the, the challenging part of the process, kind of getting that right. Is that sound correct to you? Absolutely. Because, you know, there's how much, you know, is there enough? Is there not enough? Your cure time on it. You know, if you over cure, you're burning up the print. If you under cure, you're not going to have it there. So you're putting it back under, you know, as we were talking this and thinking one of the other things that I think a lot of people get uh, forgot about or, or get left out is the rip software. I mean, they think they can just buy a printer and start printing. No, 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 no. There's a whole nother <laughs> software you got to learn. And it's a rip not software. So fast. <laughs> <laughs> not so fast. Because that thing, you know, it's an added expense, you know, yeah. 
when this first started, there were so many garbage companies out there selling pirated copies of software. And people were wondering, I, you know, hey, I can't have my computer hooked up to the internet. I have to have it shut off. And they're like, yeah, that's how you get it to work. No, it's because you're using pirated software. So if your company is selling you pirated software, probably not the company you want to be buying from. Over time, that's changed some. But they had so many issues with that because, you know, what's, uh, you know, how do I print this? What's the settings for this? Not every settings are the same. You know, a lot of it is based on your environmental conditions. You make sure your humidity is right. You want to make sure your temperature is right. Because if it's not, that's going to affect your print. So somebody, you know, like Terry, who lives, you know, in 13 inches of sunshine versus me, who I haven't seen the sunshine in probably a week now, environmental <laughs> conditions are completely different. So his settings there are not going to work where, where my settings are here. So you have to think about that, too. There's a lot that goes into it. And, and you know, lately with sublimation where, hey, I can just put ink in a printer and I'm good to go. And people assume, hey, that's what I can do with ETF. It does not happen that way. Uh, it is not that simple. I've seen a lot of people get frustrated because they think it's a, a point and click and I can print this and I'm good to go. And, and it's not because they're not doing their research on it. And that's that's the hardest thing for me. And, and the testing. And the, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to spend money and, and, you know, this is going to work. Yeah, it's it's not the case. Well, and you know, out there, out there, and again, with very few trade shows, uh, you know, our, our point of reference is the internet and, and people see it and go, oh, this is the miracle cure. This is the answer to all decorating issues that I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's catch, catch a couple of comments here real quick. Uh, Ron jumping in, and then uh, when we were talking about white ink, he said the devil dressed in white. There you go. Um, <laughs> and then Linda said uh, that she puts DTFs on tumblers, so that's right. cool. Um, check that out. Uh, and then, uh, Drina, let's let's get Drina's question here real quick. Are, print, are there printers made for DTFs? So, um, and, and Todd, I'll let you elaborate on this, but to my knowledge, no printer manufacturers are actually making equipment specifically for DTF ink, but there's some layers and levels to that. I'll let you expand on. Yeah. To my knowledge, there isn't one yet. Uh, there are some that are producing their own, uh, but a lot of them are just using Epson heads Yeah, and not Eps every Epson head is made for this ink. And so you're going to have issues with it. Now, there are some printers, you know, that there, there's a lot that are based off, uh, what is it, the L1800? Um, you know, when the first GGGs came around, it was kind of that same thing where they're using, yeah. you know, these Epson heads in there. Yeah. And so it, it'll somewhat work. Now, if someone says, hey, I, I want a ready-to-go DTF printer, I'm going to say, great, uh, buy an Epson 2100. And they're like, that's a DTF, or that's a DTG. I'm like, yeah, but it, it can print DTF too. Um, <laughs> in my experience, that is going to be your, bet, your best bet. And, and we'll elaborate more on that a little later. But okay. the, the big thing is um, there, there's a lot of garbage out there. You know, a lot of it's coming in from China. So people are purchasing today. They're getting in 90 to 120, 180 days from now. And so they're just hoping that it's going to work. Zero support with it uh, because, you know, everybody thinks, oh, I just got to order it. It's here. Uh, guess what? When you buy those big printers in from China, you're installing heads, you're installing software, you're installing everything. You know, if something like, uh, where is it? At? If something like this scares you, you know, where you're flushing out a print head, <laughs> DTF is not for you. It I just thought that was part of your Halloween costume. <laughs> I know, it should be. You know, you know if, if this here scares you and you're like, wait, I'm, I'm taking a print head out of my machine and, and I'm running solution through it and flushing it. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's part of it. If you're not prepared to take your machine down to, to the bare frame and rebuild it, it it's just not for you. Uh, yeah. the, there are some printers that, that are coming on more um, that are specifically geared towards DTF printing. 
And that's what they're being pushed as. But as far as, yes, this is this is how we're going to do it. And this is the one that it is. There's few and far between that now. But every day it's changing. There, sure. There's a constant flow of new equipment to release to the market. Uh, one of the big issues I'm seeing is, is you're seeing people, this is the printer that we're going to do. All right. There's a there's a little $5,000 one, dual head one, 15-inch printer. Uh, but they've been pre-selling it now for three months. And it's not supposed to come out until the end of November, early December. Now, that's saying it even gets here on time. So well, that's it's in, it's in cargo ship number 87 in line off the coast of Long Beach. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and stuff like that scares me because how are you buying something that nobody's used yet? You know, where are you getting that information that, yep, this is this is what you should be dropping your money on. Uh, and I say it a lot of times where where people have more dollars than they do cents. You know, they're like, oh, I got a credit card. I, I can just charge this on here and we'll get it. Well, guess what? You're going to be making three monthly payments on that before you even get it. And then what happens when it doesn't work the way you want it to and there's no support? Yeah. You got to really think about these things before making investments in equipment like this. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Great advice there, Todd. Thank you. Um, one more regulator question, and then we'll get to actually another regular question that came in earlier. But uh, Jay in the comments right now says, uh, what about the liquid adhesive DTF printer on the market? Is that an equally frustrating? Is that as equally frustrating as powder? Do you know anything about that one, Todd? I've never yeah, heard of so, it, actually. Yeah. So <laughs> here, here's my take on it. One, it's $30,000. Okay. So $30,000. And as far as I know, there's less than five in operation in the country right now. That's a big investment on something where you're going to be squinting, squirting adhesive through a print head, right? And let's talk that this is only one supplier of it. So what happens when they decide, oh, yeah, uh, we're the sole provider of this. We're going to go ahead and take our prices up. You can't do anything about it because that's the only thing that'll work with it. Uh, the process, you know, there's instead of uh, at the end, and when we add the powder to it, what they have as I think, I believe that there's two different versions, but most of them are doing that second pass with the adhesive over it. So it's letting it cure almost like a, a DTG where it's doing the white and then it's coming back and then it's doing the color. Same process. You're doing the, the color and then it's coming back and it's doing the adhesive over it. I can't say if it's going to be the, the greatest thing ever. Uh, I can't say how well it's going to work. There's not a lot out there yet. Should it take the frustration out of it? Yes. Uh, one of the issues that, that I have heard is that you can't stack your transfers because now you have an adhesive on it. So now if I put that next one on it, what's happened? It's sticking it there. So yeah. if you're doing in-house, uh, you know, then great, you're able to do it. If you're looking to provide transfers, I don't think it's going to be the, the greatest uh, product out there. Uh, I have to send you change. 27 envelopes. Yeah, 27 <laughs> envelopes. And you could try, you know, where you can put the parchment paper between it, you know, to try to keep those from sticking. There's things that you could try. You know, I just haven't seen enough information on it. And if yeah. it works, it's going to be great. I'm still leery about only being able to buy a product from a singular source because if they're out, you can't get it anywhere else. If they raise their prices, you're just stuck with it. Uh, well, so or if it doesn't I, work, this number is lo no longer in service. <laughs> absolutely. And, and, you know, you're not talking, you know, just a couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand, you're, you're talking 30 grand for it. Uh, and so it's a, it's a big investment to make. And, and so if you have the capital to say, hey, I don't mind losing 30 grand. To for a machine and i don't mind losing another 30 grand in time supplies support everything with that so if you've got 60k just rolling around and you want to look for something to do go for it if you don't you know i i'd strongly wait and to see how it plays out yeah you, you and, know i was I, I was just talking to uh to someone a couple of days ago about uh, about the next trade show and and i'm figuring long beach there's going to be a dozen companies you've never heard of who are going to be you know, trying to sell you on their 
their technology for this. And it's going to, it's going to range from $2,500, like you said, to $30,000. And mm-hmm. you're going to be like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. which one is the right one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kessa says uh, we're supposed to be putting down a, uh, putting a down payment on the liquid adhesive printer this afternoon. This makes me a little nervous. So, but you know, like Jay said, thanks for the honest feedback. I, I think it's important to look at all these things. I, this again, going back to my DTG days, I, I'm just going to keep riding that. And Terry, you helped me out here, but um, I, this kind of reminds me of like when the Cornet showed up on the market and they were talking about printing the um, pre-treat inside the machine, right. As part of the price that, and again, at that point, I was kind of phasing myself out of the DTG. I was moving on to other things. But um, the 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 thought there, you know, again, okay, good in theory, but let's see it work first, right? Do you do you want to yeah. be the guinea pig or not? Well, and yeah, and, and and of course, we're all sitting there going, wait a minute, it 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 has binders in it, so it's like glue, and it's ninety five percent salt water. That's what pre-treat is everybody let's yeah. see let's put some salt water inside of our metal machine did <laughs> and and you know you know what salt water causes uh, metal to do it causes it to rust and so yeah uh, I, I and i think that we were by the way correct in that thought because i i know that over time that those issues have uh have arisen even even when you pay 250 500 600 thousand dollars for a dtg printer so yeah yeah. And, and so, you know, possibly same thing here, you know, it's, it's newer technology, it's coming, coming around. Um, it, Cause all of these things that Todd's talking about are things that, that happened in the DTG space until. Oh yeah. It was you like know, the wild west, right? Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know if it is going to take, you know, the, the equipment, the actual equipment manufacturer and, or maybe there's some other people out there that are coming out with, with different stuff. I, I've seen a lot of comments in here about some of the stuff that's worth checking out. Um, Jesse Martinez talking about the inks being important too. And um, yeah, it's uh, definitely um, just one of those scenarios where, as Todd said, something new is happening every day. So, all right. uh, Well, first I have to say, Jesse is just all right with me. Uh, (laughs) And, (laughs) but, uh, but, you know, I think, uh, I think one plus for this technology though is, is we've we've gone through a lot of the pain, as Scott Fresh used to say, the the bleeding edge of technology. I think we've gone through a lot of the pain pain with um, with uh, inkjet print heads in the DTG process. So I think it might accelerate some of this DTF uh, uh, research and, and technology a little yeah, bit. Absolutely, yep. And and like Todd said, you know, there is that. You know, if you're looking to do DTF transfers and you want a pretty maintenance free solution, a DTG machine can do it. I, I know lots of people that are using their DTG machines when they need a, a DTF transfer, but that's a whole different ball of wax that I don't want to get into right now. We might get, cover that later. I, Todd, let, let make sure we stay on track here. So we got a question earlier that uh, came through from Jessica Rodriguez, one of the regulators. She replied to one of our posts and she asked, what is the true quality of DTF? And is it really viable in the long run, or do you think it's just a trend? Well, I do think it's viable in the long run. I don't think it's a trend. I think it's going to stick around. But when it comes down to it, uh, the quality is only going to be as good as the printer and the person running it. Uh, We've all had those bad experiences uh, with a product from one person, while an amazing experience uh, with that same product from someone else. Uh, You know, so that's just part of it. You know, the people that you have to, they have to know what they're doing. They have to, you know, know how their equipment works. Uh, you know, before we sold our, our first transfers, 
we wash tested in the house to, to 50 washes. And if anyone knows my wife, Corey, she can you know, wash rhinestones off of a shirt with a blink of an eye. So, you know, <laughs> if it held up to that, then, then I knew we were good to go. Uh, you, know, I, you know, like I said earlier, I hear every day that, that DTF is going to kill screen printing. It's going to kill DTG. It's going to kill HTV and sublimation and everything else. Uh, and that's just not going to happen. You know, I don't know why some of these salespeople say that other than, you know, here, it's the next greatest thing and I need to pad my packet. You know, I, I heard from somebody else that, you know, they're selling $100,000 in equipment a month now. That's a ridiculous number, you know, for an unproven technology. As it continues to grow, sure, but it just scares me at this point to say, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket and, and just go great all in on this. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I feel that that DTF is a, is a complementary process, you know, to what somebody might already have. You know, if you're a screen printer and you're turning down that that 10 piece, eight color job, well, then, you know, DTF can solve that problem. You know, if you're doing sublimation and you're turning down, you know, cotton garments or dark garments, you know, then DTF can, can solve that problem. And if you're doing HTV and, and people want full color designs, guess what? DTF can solve that problem. Uh, the only real process I see DTF uh, encroaching on is white toner printing. Uh, but even with that, you can do way more with uh, white toner prints than uh, what you can with DTF prints. You, you know, uh, Aaron, I know you remember this, that uh, 17 years ago, Scott Fresner, uh, when you came to U.S. Screen for a screen printing class, Scott would come in, hold up his book, say, welcome to the class, and then go to his office for the next three days. And, and I would <laughs> teach the class. <laughs> but uh, Scott would, uh, when uh, the first T-Jet came out, Scott would actually say to the class, screen printing will be gone in two to three years. And as I would walk up before he got out of the room, I'd say that is absolutely not true. Um, the, the DTG is just going to be another another arrow in the quiver, so to speak. And, and DTF is exactly the same thing. It's just another opportunity for us, uh, another way to decorate product. But, you know, n nobody's replacing anybody right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, um, real quick here, Terry, before we get to the next question, a um, couple of more comments here. And, and Josh, I see your question. We will come back to that one. Uh, Max, Maxi, it says uh, you can put on the powder glue on by hand and put the film through your dryer. If you do a lot of printing, you need an automatic glue and dryer unit, which kind of relates to Josh's question that we'll get back to. Um, but Jerry also said, I would much prefer to subtract out transfers rather than buy another machine software to learn. And then she followed that up with Todd does an amazing job. I was going to uh, say, I know a guy. Great results. <laughs> I know a guy, right? Yeah. That, that idea there. Um, and then just real quick to, uh, you know, I know you mentioned Corey there, Todd, but, uh, Pilar says, uh, Corey has eight kids to take care of. Of course, she knows how to wash stuff super duper well. <laughs> She's washing uh, the whole team's worth of laundry. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Todd, oh, Todd uh, Jessica had another uh, question as well. She said, what is the true cost of upkeep of a DTF machine? These are all great questions. Yeah, well, I would say, you know, that you need to factor in on average, you know, an hour of time a day. So whatever it costs you to run your shop an hour, like, Ours is $125 an hour. Guess what? That's what our cost of upkeep is a day. Now, now that's not saying that it's going to take an hour every day, but there will be days that you run into issues and you'll spend an entire day fixing a problem. That's just part of this process. You have to know it. Uh, like I said, if you're not prepared to take your machine down to that frame and rebuild it, DTF is not for you. 
I just ran into this. You know, we've got a pair of 600s and I've got parts machines. You know, people sell printers that are broken. And guess what? There's a lot of good parts in there. And so, hey, I'm going to bring those in. And I had a sensor that was on the bottom of the print head of the carriage which meant I had to take everything apart and go at it from the bottom. Well, they said, you know, in the manual that you had to take everything apart, pull the rail system out, pull the carriage off. But I looked and I could see that there was a hole just big enough where I can move stuff over and get that part out without it. And it saved me probably a good two hours in time in it. But you have to be prepared for these things because if you're not, you're just going to have a dead printer. And the longer you let it sit there, the worse it's going to get. Uh, so to stop that, you need to have a good, consistent maintenance schedule and you need to be printing at least every other day. Uh, and you also need to know that things like print heads, they're consumables, folks. They're not going to last forever. You know, a lot of times I've seen where people buy these printers, DTG, EcoSolvents, and they're thinking, okay, I don't have to do anything. No, you still do. And that thing has a limited lifespan on it, and you need to be prepared when it goes out. And you know, a print head, a print head, some of these can cost as much as the machine. So, hey, what are you going to do? You know, are you, you going to buy a new machine? You're going to buy a new printer. These are all things to think of when you're like, yep, DTF is for me. Um, you need to know that when you purchase these, a lot of companies aren't offering refunds and they're not offering warranties on converted printers. The, the other thing is the warranty that they're offering, it may not cover the print head or the ink delivery system. You know, these things build up ink and you're going to have head strikes. And guess what happens? It's going to get worse. And then the printer's going to quit firing and you're going to be stuck. Yeah. So you need to keep supplies on hand, which was one of the reasons that I went with a U.S. company because a lot of the things are on hand. Now, yeah. right now it is tight because we know that there's a supply chain issues, which is why I want to not buy something that I can only get things from one person from. You know, if I have a problem with this, you know, it's an Epson printer. I can find another Epson printer. I can find a head from a different source. Films, inks. Uh, inks are the one things that I try and stay super consistent with. I've only tried one other one and it was a horrible pro experiment. Worst thing I ever did. Uh, and so, hey, stay consistent with it. But it works with that. Uh, films and powders, I've tried different ones and kind of the same thing. One profile works great on this film and does not work great on this other film. So you, that consistency is key with it. You're going to find out that what works for you in your system. Yeah. Uh, I really think if, if you want to get into this DTF game, um, you need to put that credit card away, you know, spend a good amount of time researching, asking questions, see the thing in product, talk to the people that have it, ask those questions because, you know, anytime you ask a dealer or anybody selling it, how this works is the greatest thing ever. All you do is press <laughs> the video that sent you, salespeople. <laughs> have you ever noticed the videos that they send out are perfect every time? There's never an issue. It's like magic, man. I mean, it is great. That is not the case. You know, there's plenty of times where things just don't come out right. You know, that you could have, these are very temperamental machines. You know, on a desktop one, if you don't have your, your exit tray just perfect, it's going to cause the paper to the or the film just kind of curve a little, bump up, and then guess what happens? Your head hits it. So it's just dragging along it. So you need to make sure that everything is perfect with it. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of frustration that goes in this. And so if you're expecting to buy something and, yep, I'm going to hook it up, I'm going to hit print, and it's going to work perfect, you are going to be in for a long day, and it is <laughs> not going to be fun. Uh, you know, you, you know, Todd, you said something that that is uh, is really uh, a, a great, great advice. And, and that is talk to somebody who has this machine. Any reputable company is going to say, oh, sure, absolutely. Let me let me give you a, a, an email. Let me give you a phone number for this person that has this piece of equipment. If they say something like, 
we can't give out the information about any of our customers. They're hiding something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Todd, we've, uh, You've touched on this already a little bit, so I don't want to get too deep. We're also kind of bumping up against uh, our, our time that we have available. And I've, I know we've got a handful of questions in the comments and some other questions I definitely want to get to here. We might need so a part just, two. I know. We might have to do a part two. I, I can definitely We never do that. Two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shocker, right? Um, and uh, um, so let, let me just, but this is something I just want to kind of get some idea of, you know, I guess, what's the use case for DTF? I, I know we've already talked about, you know, it's kind of a tool in the process and, you know, where it fits, you know, DTG sublimation screen print, what, what the differences are there. But but like, what's the specific use case that uh, that makes DTF attractive? Yeah, well, I think this is a great question. You know, like I mentioned earlier, this is going to complement your existing process. Yeah. You know, if you have a DTG printer, chances are you're able to create DTF prints from that machine. Where this comes in great is say, you know, you have that order for DTG of 24 left chest logos, right? And yeah. so what are you gonna do? You're gonna load this shirt, you know, 24 times. You're gonna put it on here, you're gonna go with it. Well, you can put this on a transfer and, you know, depending on the sheet of your bed, you can get, you know, 12 on it. So then you're only running that twice. You can cut them apart and press it. So you're gonna save time. Yeah. So the other thing is you're not limited to just that one, you know, that, that type of fabric. You yeah. can use whatever you want. So DTG is really gonna, or that DTG printer, you know, be, now becomes a more versatile tool for you. You know, so, you know, hey, I can't do poly because I have the DTG. Yeah, you can make a transfer out of it and you're able to use it for it. Yeah. You know, as far as sublimation, hey, guess what? Darks and cottons. And I don't care what anybody tells you. You cannot sublimate on cotton and darks. I don't care. Anything else you're putting. <laughs> They're on just calling it bad. It, it is not right. Like, it <laughs> it's it's science, right? It's science. It's not possible. Exactly. You're putting it on something else. You're, you're putting it on another substrate and applying it to that. So you're not doing it. Uh, you know, I, that, that frustrates me so much when people ask that. It's just like, it's not happening. Uh, and then the other thing is, I feel like, you know, screen printing is always going to be king. Uh, you know, due to the speed and cost effectiveness of the, of the process, you know, DTF is going to, you know, complement that for those low run multiple color orders that just don't make sense for a screen printer to set up and do. Yeah. You know, Todd, and, and when you talk about doing those left chests and cutting them apart, I, I my feeling is that uh, for DTG operators that that want to print on hats, and right now you're kind of limited to that that dad hat, you know, that soft front hat. I, I think that uh, direct printing on hats for DTG printers is going to go out the window because with this process you can buy a hat heat press and, and basically do any kind of hat. So I think that, I think that's going to be a big usage for DTG operators. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And one of the things I think too, is, you know, what better time to bring out a process when there's, you know, next to no supplies available, you know, because it's giving everybody a time to learn, you know, Hey, how's this going to work? You know, Hey, I don't know. We're still testing it. Ah, I need a thousand of these. Good luck. Cause there's not a thousand. So, you know, it, it's, it's a great time for something to come out to test because every day somebody's saying, Hey, we can print on this. Hey, we can press on this. Hey, we can, how's it work on this? I don't know. You know, let's, let's test and see. Let's I, try that's why it. I think it's a great complementary system and process to what you already have. Uh, but to, to say I'm selling all my equipment, I'm doing this. That's just, that is not the, the smartest thing to do right now. Well, so uh, I have another question from a regulator. One of our regular every week regulators used to Carlson. Uh, he says, so for the artwork preparation, when you're a DTG decorator uh, and you're using it for DTF, what's what? What do you have to do differently with the artwork 
um, on a DTG printer to print a DTF film? So for us, uh, you know, we can print using vector artwork or PNGs with transparent backgrounds. Uh, you know, for what we use in our software and our RIP software, designing an RGB seems to be the biggest challenge for people. Uh, as a lot of designs are in the CMYK and, and a lot of that artwork purchased is done in that way as well. And where you really notice that at in the DTF printing is the black is much more vibrant and rich uh, in RGB. And there's, there's a lot of things where when people send over artwork and then they get it, they're like, ah, I was expecting black to be black. Well, black wasn't black. And so there's times where I'll take pictures and show them, here's what your artwork was, here's what you want it to be. Now you can see what we're talking about. And then they're like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, a lot of times people just don't know, you know, they, they don't, they only know what they know. And that's the thing is that they're not being educated on it. They think it's something that they did. You know, they bought this piece of artwork. They got the license for it. They get it there and then they print it and they're like, ah, oh, this is just not as vibrant as what I thought it was going to be. This just, the colors aren't looking right. What can I do to change it? So then it's when we're able to show them here, here's what's going on with it. And, and that's where I try my best to, to educate people on, because the last thing I want is someone to be upset with a print that they get because it wasn't what they were expecting. So there's times where, where people will send this. And if anybody does any, any printing, where you get something and here's a here's the JPEG where it's got the solid white background on it. Now I know they probably don't want their on there, but a lot of people, hey, you upload it, you said it's print ready, so I'm gonna print it that way. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna send it back to you. And and that's one of the reasons that I'm not afraid to say my prices are higher than a lot of people. Why? Because I make sure I go that extra step and say, here's the communications with it. Otherwise, you're going to get crap artwork. And it's funny because, you know, a lot of those crap artwork people that, that get it back are the ones to bash and say that it's a horrible process and it never works. And this thing that comes out. But the ones that get the great stuff, very rarely are they going out there like, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, it's, right. it's always that, that <laughs> one, you know, so you try and keep those limited. And then you you provide this is what's going on with that. You know, sometimes people assume that if they, if they send something that's, you know, four by five inches and they pick an 11 by seven sheet that we're going to upsize to it. How am I supposed to know what size you wanted at? You uploaded it print ready. So we, we run into things like that, but we try our best to make sure that everybody has a firm grasp of what's expected and what's needed to do it. You know, I, 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 I'm sorry. I know we're running short on time, but okay. I have to say I had, uh, I was talking to a gentleman once who was buying a DTG printer, um, um, from uh, one of the companies that repurposes print heads to, to do DTG. And, and uh, he told me, well, this company told me that I could take a 72 DPI file and th this printer will fix it. And I said, did you really believe that? And he goes, I, I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what? It doesn't, it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Ron, Ron says uh, garbage in, garbage out. And, and yeah. I think that's with all processes. Yeah. And, and real quick, back to on this artwork thing, though, uh, too, uh, just kind of expand on that just slightly more. But like when we're thinking about the actual designs and stuff like that, there's really not any like different kinds of like, oh, I have to do this because it's going to be DTF. I mean, yes, ultimately you're going to print it in reverse order, but other than having a transparent background, is there any real other concerns or, or am I missing something, Todd? Yeah. Uh, so one of the, the big things that I learned early on is those fade outs. DTG can do that amazing, you know, where, where you're, I'm fading out to that. You're going to not be able to do that as well on a DTG print. Because you can't fade out and add less there. It goes there, you add the adhesive, it's still thick, it's still on there. Especially when you're using the white underbase with it. Interesting. So you're not able to get those soft blend fade outs to it. Now, inside of artwork, if I'm doing a gradient, perfect on that. But those soft blend outs from there. Uh, now, both things, 
uh, you know, the, one of the things that I've heard people say is, oh, it has that, that plasticky feel. Well, your image is, you know, 10 by 10 on solid piece. I don't care what process you're going to feel that, you know, <laughs> yeah. so how do I stop that? You know, if you can raster it so that way you're able to have those breaks in it, you're not going to have any, you know, you're not going to have such a heavy hand with it. You know, when you, when you kind of look at where it lies and things, you know, sublimation, zero hand uh, from there, you know, DTF or DTG, you know, great hand with it, light. And then you're going to go into the DTF and the screen print because a lot of screen print is super soft, but a lot of it can be super heavy too. It, it goes back to, you know, what are you having done? You know, yeah. what, who's doing it? What right. inks are being used in there? And then after that, then it's going to go to, you know, your, your HTV and, and your things from there. But sure. uh, there, there's a, there's a big misconception that, you know, Oh, this, I shouldn't have any feel of this. That's where people say you can, you can hardly feel it. You know, well, are your hands, you know, covered in, in what you got calluses and you can't touch anything. <laughs> you can feel it. All right. And yeah. <laughs> that's what I try and explain to people where, yes, you, you got to think what I'm doing here is I got ink. And now I'm adding adhesive to it and adhesive is adhesive. And so you're going to add some volume to this and now you're putting it on there. So we're putting a layer on top of something and putting it on top of a garment. Is it going to, are you going to feel it? Absolutely. You're going to feel it. Is it going to be less than vinyl? Absolutely. Can it be less than screen printing? It can. Can it be more? It absolutely can. A lot, like I said, just goes into the process, the artwork. Um, It by no means is like, here, here's this, and this is what everybody's going to switch over to. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if they did, it'd be amazing because you know how much that price is going to drop because there's going to be so many things out there. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, so. yeah. So you should ask, uh, kind of follow up here, is Halftone working on, on DTF? So, yes. but you're, you're, what you're describing, like you said, is that edge, that kind of vignetted edge where it goes yep. real soft. It makes a ton of sense because that adhesive needs something to stick to to yep, then right. transfer that ink. And, and yep. so... That adhesive is much, much bigger, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and going from there. So uh, Maxi says, uh, Todd nailed it. Machines on the market right now need a lot of maintenance. The price of the Chinese machines are way too high. I'm looking for a DTF printer, but we'll wait until a quality printer comes onto the market. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Thanks for sharing, Maxi. Um, all right, guys. So here's where we're at. Uh, we've got a lot of other great questions in the chat here, and uh, we're going to note all of those. Uh, I'm going to note all those. I've already written down some over here. I've got my dry erase board marker and writing right on my desk. And uh, (laughs) so, and then we also have some other questions that we had for Todd, but because of the time, as we do here on Two Regular Guys, part two, right? So uh, we, we in the chat here asked Todd if he was good to come back and do part two as always very gracious and willing to do that for us. So um, look for part two of this conversation on the 19th of November. So we got about three, is that three, four weeks or so? Um, we've got some other shows lined up, including some Reggie stuff in there. So um, stay and, tuned. And we, we won't be get... like Walking Dead. We'll have this very soon. Walking Dead, see the conclusion in February. Are you kidding me? Right? <laughs> <laughs> of the, the 400 episode season finale. Like, come on. Like, come on. Just let, let's <laughs> let's get, to it. get to it. All right, Todd. Well, before we let you out of here, uh, I do want to make sure that we find out where people can connect with you. Where, where's the best place for people to reach out? Um, if people have specific questions, you're always so gracious and willing to help people out. So how, how do they connect with you? Pretty much anywhere online. Uh, you know, they can find us at um, OSG Business Basics. We'll get us to our, our private Facebook group. You can get a hold of us at OurSuccessGroup.com. You can get a hold of me at, at FatDadWholesale.com, FatDadCustomDesign.com. You can find me anywhere. Uh, and, and I'm pretty 
I'll be honest with you. There's there's a lot of bad stuff out there, and I won't bash anybody in a public forum because you always have that chance to make things better. Uh, you know, just like you know, the company that has the thirty thousand dollar, you know, printer that it you know has the adhesive in it. I don't know if it's good or not, but from what I hear, it could be. So you know, ask me. I'll be dead honest with you there. Uh, you know, everything that I've went through on it. You know, there, there's some places that had really bad experiences with. Um, and you just the biggest thing: do your research. That, that's all you have to do before you pull out that credit card. Just do your research and know that this is not going to be the end all be all. And if, like I said, if you're not prepared to take your machine down to the frame and rebuild it from the ground up, this is not the process for you to do. Yeah. Yeah. And in the awesome. meantime, if you're going to want to give it a try, reach out to Todd. There you, <laughs> go. you can do that. Yeah. Then yep, you just, yep. yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Todd, Todd can, he's been through it. So he can, he can get you some transfers. Um, I've used them. They're fantastic. Um, and then Jerry says, thank you for your honesty, Todd. Yeah appreciate that. And, and I think that's what, what people are loving here that we're doing that. And then speaking of, uh, you know, bashing people, not necessarily actually speaking of that, but I'm sure the two regular guys will get some hate mail pretty soon because Kessa said, uh, I just messaged my rep <laughs> about that uh, $30,000 printer. I'll keep you posted. So, Hey, and it could turn out to be the greatest thing. My, my big fear about it is there's only one producer of it. And, and that goes for anything. If, if I could only buy a car from one person, I couldn't get parts for service from it from anywhere else. I'd be scared about that. Now, from their supply chain, from what I've heard, they're only selling it to people. They're only getting distributors that have techs can go out and service it. So in my mind, that's a great thing because they're only giving it to people that have it, you know, that can provide that, provide that support. support they're yeah. building things here in the U.S. You know, they're importing, you know, just like everybody else, but they're adding their finishing touches on it here. They're going to carry supplies. They're going to carry ink. But the, my, my biggest thing is only having that one source of it. But from everything up to this point, you know, hey, they've got a supply chain down. They're here. They're getting with reputable distributors that can provide support. Because even if your printer, it doesn't matter who it is, if it's the biggest piece of crap there is and it's always broke down, but if I have a service tech that can come out and help me out with it, or I can get on the phone with and talk to in my time zone, not, you know, in the middle of the night time zone, then it's going to be a worthwhile investment. If they're standing behind it, then you can't complain about it. You know, if I've got a warranty and they're helping me through it, it may break down, but they're helping you fix it along the way. Hey, you know, you just have to know going into this, you don't know what you don't know. And that's why you need right. to research. Yeah. Totally. Totally. All right. Well, Kessa uh, said, no, 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 no hate mail. You know, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> Kessa, we, we, I was totally joking. We do know that. And we appreciate you uh, being, being a regulator and, uh, and pumping hey, those brakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that too about their stacking transfers because that's what I was told is they're not going to be able to, you know, that, yeah. that because yeah. of that adhesive, it's just going to stick. And that's where my, in my thought process, I'm like, well, if you use parchment paper or something there, it's going to keep that from sticking to it. So maybe that's the solution to it. But when I saw the price tag, when I saw it was only available at one person, then I saw that there was less than a handful in service sure. in the country. Not my cup of tea yet. Yep, totally. No, so totally joking. And, and that's what we're here for. That's what the two regular guys are all about. You know, whether or not we have sponsors or, or whatnot, we're always going to tell you like it is, at least from from our perspectives. And, and we always encourage our guests to do the same as Todd has here. So very much appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we're, we're all about raising the tide. I almost wore my rising tide shirt today, but I, but I chose this one instead, the Empower one. So, all right. Excellent. Terry, anything else? No, I, I only time. that uh, I can't believe we didn't describe the dad joke as the fat dad joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Next time. Well, yeah, we do have the 19th. So 
tune back in on November 19th to catch Todd. And then uh, obviously tune back in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern or Center of the Universe time at 10 a.m. All right, Todd. Well, thank you so much for being here, sir. Appreciate all of your time and all of the great information. Looking forward to chatting with you again on the 19th. Me too. Thanks for having me. And, and as always, keep up the amazing work. You guys are killing it out there. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Todd. <laughs> Excellent, Terry. Well, that was that was great. As that was as we that was really here. really good information. I you know I get I get asked about. I, I'm sure everybody out there in the industry talks to end users, gets questions all the time about uh, VTF, and I I feel like I have a a, a bit more information to share now. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, great stuff. And and like I said, I I'm. Uh, blessed to be able to kind of get the inside scoop and have an opportunity to, to talk to Todd a lot more. And I learned a bunch of stuff today too. I'm like, Hey, you're holding out on me, bro. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> he was saving it up for this show. Yeah, and exactly. the next one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, awesome. And the other thing I want to just uh, mention here before we get to some of the other things coming up, Terry is the regulators. You guys were awesome today. All the great questions in there. I know we didn't get to all of them. So uh, tune back in on the 19th and, and we'll make sure that, uh, like I said, I think I've tagged most of them. I will try to dig through all of the comments here um, and and get them all out, but then show up on the 19th if you don't hear us answering those questions. So thank you guys so much for your interaction and and sharing your thoughts. Uh, obviously, Terry, as you said, it's kind of the talk of the town and we can tell. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Terry, would you share what uh, Eric's got coming up here and then uh, yeah. what you've got coming up and then we can close it out? Absolutely. Uh, you can join Eric on his show at 2.30 Mountain Daylight Time uh, for the take-up. <laughs> Today, it's episode number 88, Essential Elements of Machine Embroidery 2, like the two regular guys, Education, Info, and Practice, in which uh, Eric will talk about where we can get the best education and information on how to get started implementing and testing. Uh, you can learn how to get started, get digitizing, get stitching, and get results. And you can go over to ericcampbell.com, click on the Take Up tab at the top of the playlist. And Aaron, for me, uh, my upcoming complete screen printing business course, I just did one last week here in Phoenix. Uh, next weekend, November 6th and 7th, I'll be at Ch in Chicago uh, for at uh, Atlas Screen Supply, where I understand it will be between 30 and 40 degrees, so I will have to find my coat before I go. <laughs> yeah, We're, uh, I'm in the middle of working on my screen printing class schedule for 2022. I had to actually wait for all the uh, trade shows to announce their dates so I could uh, block out my open dates. But I hope to have that information out. I I'm hoping in the next 10 days or so. Okay. Um, I have also coming up, fall in love with DPG printing. That'll be November 11th from 1 to 3.30. Uh, Eastern time and that it will be a live event in New Jersey at equipmentzone.com and it's also a virtual event everywhere else so go to equipmentzone.com to sign up for that free event on November 11th and watch for all of my upcoming events at terrycombs.com. How about Excellent. you Aaron? Uh, well, I've got some things coming up here, but I did have a couple of quick questions for you. Um, now, based on this show, the DTG, Fall in Love with DTG printing, are you guys going to update the title and say Fall in Love with DTG slash DTF printing? Is that Well, there is an entire segment of that uh, two and a half hour event uh, dedicated <laughs> to DTF. So, yes. <laughs> awesome. And then my second question for you, you said you just completed that screen printing class in Phoenix. Was Jim's towing brought up? It was indeed Jim's towing service phone number on the back. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Jim's and, towing and you know, brought up in, in it, Chicago. 
Aaron, let me let me uh, say a quick thing about people looking for education. I had yes. people right. uh, here in Phoenix had a couple of folks fly in from Nebraska. I had wow. a gentleman fly in from Queens, New York. So people are out there hungry for education. So you know, let let's fingers crossed that all the trade shows are back in full force in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I was trying to be funny, but uh, yes, like you said, people coming from across the country to, to get this knowledge and information from somebody that's uh, been doing it for a long time and, and knows what the heck he's talking about, actually <laughs> been in the trenches. So, um, all right, T Terry. Well, for me, um, unlocking your potential workshop, the next opportunity for that is November 20th. Uh, the day after we have Todd back on here. So, and that'll be that Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, or 9 a.m. Pacific time, wherever you're at, it's virtual opportunity. So this is an opportunity to identify and start removing any internal blocks that are keeping you from the success that you deserve. So check that out. It's a 60-minute uh, workshop, educational experience, whatever you want to call it, opportunity to uh, unlock your potential and uh, it's something that I really enjoy doing. It's, it's such a powerful tool that um, my wife and I have just decided that we're going to go all in on making sure that we get that out there and we do it once a month just to give everybody an opportunity to, to go through that experience. Um, and then coming up in about 25 minutes here, uh, Eric and I will be bringing you the half. Um, and it's uh, the one time where Eric and I are actually 30 minutes and 30 minutes only. <laughs> um, no exceptions, right? Uh, so it's a lot of fun. It's just an opportunity to really um, interact. And uh, we don't have a, a format or an outline or anything like that. We just we just wing it, right? We just go for it and have a blast. So um, if you want to get over there and, and, you know, a lot of times it is kind of the uh, post two regular guys conversation you know so bringing topics so i'm sure dtf will come up and and that's cool. <laughs> i was just gonna get, say get into that <laughs> um you know what 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 knowledge i have you know you just heard every bit of knowledge that i had gotten plus more from todd so we'll do our best but whatever you guys want to talk about uh you can catch that at liveosg.com uh which takes you to uh the osg's our success groups youtube channel uh while they're on youtube though make sure that you are also searching for eric campbell and uh, or you can go to this bit.ly link bit.ly forward slash y t with e youtube with eric so there you go check that out or if you're on facebook check it out over at uh, facebook.com forward slash our success group pro or again you can find eric there on facebook as well and i'm sure there will be a uh way to to do yeah so just search eric it's e-r-i-c-h campbell and um, that way you can find him and make sure that you're subscribed, liked, loved, smash the button, whatever you need to do to make sure that you're following everything that Eric does. Because as Terry mentioned, he also has the take up, which is super valuable. All right, Terry. Well, I think, I think we've done it. I think we've come to the close of another show. We want to thank Todd for his time and also uh, pre-thank Todd for his additional time he's going to be giving us. I'm really excited to, to talk to Todd and, uh, and have that opportunity to, uh, to chat about this some more. I, I think it's funny that er, er, early in the conversation, we were talking about doing this as a two-parter and joking, and here we are. So <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank our show producer, Eric Campbell, for keeping the mics on and, uh, and the wheels turning. And, you know, uh, Aaron, uh, Eric is in Mountain Daylight Time, and I'm in Mountain Standard Time. But when Daylight Savings Time ends, 
Eric and I will be in the same time, which apparently makes him kind of uncomfortable. So <laughs> could be. I don't know. I mean, anytime we get that speech, it makes us all uncomfortable, Terry. So it's okay. <laughs> no, I appreciate you keeping us all on track of the time and, and how daylight savings time works. For a guy that lives in a place that just decides to avoid daylight savings time, you, you sure know a lot about it. I do. I have to know about it because nobody ever knows what time it is here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Valid point. Uh, all right. Well, next week, our guest, Terry, we have two very, very special guests joining us. I know. It will be us, right? It will be exactly. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Terry and I are going to be bringing you a show next week. Just kind of getting back to the basics, talking about some some how to's of where do I start? How do, where do I start a business and, and how do we kind of. You know, again, even if you've been in business for a, a long time uh, or, or have a nice, solid business, talking about the foundation and, and just kind of getting back to the basics, where do I start? I, we think is always a good topic. So I'm excited to chat with Terry about that. Um, and, and I'm sure we'll have some fun too, Terry. Absolutely. As we always do. Until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out! <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.